0: Hello and welcome to Forces Sport with me, Kath Brazier and Julian Evans. I do hope you enjoyed our special with Pete Reed last week because, Jules, you and I very much enjoyed um, going down and speaking to Pete. It's been a while, hasn't it, since we've seen him? A
1: long time and a lot has changed for mm. Pete, obviously, as you heard last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen, have a rummage He's in done. our back catalogue. <laughs> Check it out. There's a lot to go through. Um, a wonderful guy, top ambassador for the Royal Navy for his sport – also looking forward, he's got so many options coming his way, despite the curveball that life seems to have thrown him at the moment. So excited for Pete at Pete, excited for Pete. Not a name change. <laughs> Crikey, excited for Pete uh, for his future plans as well. So yeah. as you say, great to see him.
0: Very exciting. But coming up later in the program today, we have reactions from our medal-winning Commonwealth Games athletes as the event comes to a close in Birmingham.
2: I had more sleepless nights of it coming forth in Glasgow than I did of it getting blown up and that people laugh off. I'm not even joking.
0: Representing
3: England is like one of the proudest moments of my life and then also the added bonus of representing not only the RAF, but the whole Armed Forces.
0: Gold medal winners Luke Pollard and Dave Ellis there, as well as a thoroughly well-deserved and heartfought bronze medal for Mickey Yule. It's been a great competition, not just for our Forces Athletes' Jules, but Birmingham have done a really good job up there this week.
1: It's been brilliant. The weather's mm-hmm. helped, that's for sure. It does help, yeah. I mean, it puts a gloss on, <laughs> on Birmingham. People who have been to Birmingham and live in Birmingham might know what I mean there, but it, I mean, the city has been shining mm-hmm. and so have all the athletes disappointing that Australia have done so well, <laughs> well that's, that's the only sort of um, they still, the number, one in the, still yeah. number
0: one in the medal table well, but, yeah.
1: but um, the best thing about the Commonwealth Games is it's not just the obvious sports it's not just yeah. the track and field it's those other sports that you get to see as well. I mean, cricket's introduction mm-hmm. this year for the women or mm-hmm. reintroduction this year for the women. Great to see. Disappointing that England didn't do quite so well there as, as they would have hoped. And home nations-wise, excluding Scotland, didn't have the best when it came to the Rugby Sevens mm. programme. So disappointing there as well. But a standout thing for me that probably nobody else would have batted.
0: Say long balls. balls, say long balls.
1: It, it is long balls. It is. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Cuz
0: I was addicted to it over what? the weekend. So there was a,
1: there was a, a moment where Wells is a, a a Welsh lad. Paul yeah. Ryder he's a he's a big fella not very tall he's wider than he is tall. <laughs> but on their way to the final where they beat England
2: mm-hmm.
1: he did an amazing shot. And you know in football they run towards the corner flag <laughs> and do that sort of little dive on the on the turf. Oh gosh. Yeah, he You he,
0: can't do that on a lawn bowls, can you? It's no, but Paul gave it
1: a go. <laughs> And he, and he skidded on the turf, and you should have seen the greenskeeper's face. He almost had a heart attack. St John ambulance was standing by to revive the greenkeeper and probably Lewis right out as well.
0: Oh, that's brilliant! A, and a
1: formal complaint was put oh, in no. with, the, with the tournament di- bowls director to the well squad to say,
0: Don't do that. what are you? doing? Don't <laughs> this do isn't that. rugby."
1: Oh well, anyway, he, he did a he did a, he was so
0: excited, oh, to, that's and he did brilliant. he did a little
1: slide on the on the turf.
0: Yeah. So lawn bowls is almost a bit, you know, when curling comes around at the olympics yeah. every four years everyone gets winter olympics obviously gets really obsessed it's like the summer version of that lawn mm. bowls but yeah i've been watching it with my parents over the weekend and we were properly screaming at the tv wow. so um yeah good good run out. i can well, see you should maybe join your local club i think tools well it's it's
1: it's the stooping bit would be fine it was just getting back up again from from that (laughs) position from the bowl or from your
0: celebration yeah (laughs) well listen both john Knighton and carl dixon have done a great job for us in birmingham in the last couple of weeks and they've been gathering interviews and content on the force's involvement so we'll be hearing more on that later in the program and of course one person we didn't manage to speak to is gibraltar's arnie rogers who finished i think it was 16th in the marathon that was his first time out not bad is Mm -hmm. it
1: not bad when you're up against most of african nations who who who, when it comes to distance running are pretty good so uh and and if you think about it, in Gibraltar, you only get to run around the rock, don't you? <laughs> I mean,
0: do you not go up and down it? Well, I
1: suppose you, I suppose you could. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could.
0: Well, look first. Let's look at some other forces sport that's been going on in my absence. Of course, I've been on leave. Um, the RLC have been crowned Army Rugby League champions for 2022 after they beat last year's winners, the Infantry, in the final. They ran in five tries to beat the Infantry men, 28 points to 20 in order shot, and they lifted the Lawson Cup. Now, Jules spoke to the victorious skipper, Jake Boardman.
3: Yeah, massively. It's been a it's been a hard season this year. I'll probably say I've had the toughest season so um, so far that I've ever had to do with the RLC, and to get to the final was an accomplishment within itself, uh, considering the road that we had to get here, and then getting the win today. Not many, words to, not many words to describe the feeling that I've got right now.
1: You knew you were up against the defending champions in the final. So, you know, what did you say to the players beforehand going into this final? Just that we've got nothing to lose,
3: you know. We've got nothing to lose. And I've got no doubt, and I had no doubt in the capability of the team. And we had no doubt about the capability of one another. And going into it, I knew that, sorry about that, I knew that um, we could do it. And it was just that self-belief that I tried to drive
0: into them all week. And Jules, a busy week of cricket as the Men's Inter-Services Championship took place in order shot. That was a 50-over, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, the pitches are looking pretty parched out there, I must say. It's turned into a bit of a, a cypress if you've ever been <laughs> down to Happy Valley and, and played a bit of cricket down there. So the outfields, very dry, means the ball sprints away. But three days of tough, intense 50-over cricket concluded with the Army and the RAF. Battling it out in the deciding game. Now, prior to that, the RAF had edged out the Royal Navy on day one, thanks in part to Air Force opener Ross Diver. He carried his bat to score 143 not out. That's a new record for the highest individual score in the Force's 50-over era. So well done to him. Day two saw the senior service set the army a decent target to chase down, which they did. So, as I say, that set up a final between the Air Force and the army. And put into bat, the army scored a par score of 263 for nine. Oliver Cross made 46. Tade Carmichael added a very valuable 40 in their innings. And unfortunately for the Air Force, Diver could not repeat his heroics again as he fell for 36. Rob Smith made a very determined 46. The airmen couldn't eclipse. Now there was a little bit of you know toing and froing, and one moment you thought, oh, the Air Force are going to do this. And then the army came roaring back with a couple of wickets. As it happened, the Air Force did finish 30 runs shy of the target. So yet another victory for the Army as they add this championship to their T-20 title they won at Lord's earlier in the summer. And afterwards I spoke to Army skipper Jay Boynton, who told me what this latest triumph means to him and his army team.
4: Yeah, it's quite high, to be honest. And like you said, there's a few old faces in the um, dressing room at the moment. So it's good that we're keeping on winning tournaments. And, and as cricket is just getting better, to be honest, and the, the 2020 season were fantastic. And the 50-over game, honestly, the f- other both services as well have been fantastic as well, Junior.
1: It's been very close this year. I thought the T20 at Lords was very close, all three teams. And this week, again, the Royal Navy perhaps slid away a little bit but the RAF and the Army the, the, the tussle that you guys have out in the middle is still there
4: yeah absolutely and we're, we're playing together tomorrow as well so we're going to have a bit of banter in the dressing room as well so to say that we've won another inter-services but honestly the, the cricket that's been played over the last couple of days has been absolutely outstanding and it's credit to the, all three services really
1: for you as captain what's it like to lead this group of players again to another successful campaign
4: honestly it's the best the best job in the army if i'm being honest it's a great honor for me to do this and when i took over the job for four years ago however long it was i said i want to bring the team in i want to have the talented cricketers and i've had that i've had the opportunity and we've done fantastic so far so hopefully may continue
1: well i also had a quick chat with record run getter Is that a phrase? It is now. Record run getter Ross Diver. The RAF man was understandably down about that defeat to the army, but the silver lining to that cloud was being named player of the tournament following his exploits at the crease.
3: Yeah, it's always nice to uh, get accolades, especially when you work so hard through the winter and then you come into the cricket season. Ultimately, it doesn't feel as good because we're on on the back end of a losing result, which I thought...
1: We fought well, but the best team on the day one. Defeat against the Army, but victory against the Royal Navy. And your name goes in the record books as well. What was the score that you picked up? Because you are one of the opening batsmen for the Royal Air Force. You broke a, a former Air Force's uh, batsman's total in Matt Compton. So what was your score against the, the, the Royal Navy?
3: Uh, 143, not out. Uh, carried the bat, knocked over, 2 262.
1: Two. Um, yeah, so pleasing. Yeah, disappointing today, but chuffed with your performance the other day to, to keep the Air Force in the hunt for the tournament at the time. Yeah,
3: yeah, it felt good. Um, all the lads have been brilliant all week. I felt like we were really close. Um, and I just think a couple of things went the Army's way, The couple of great half chances that they took catches and it just swung the game their way, and they got over the line really well.
1: And just something to mention in dispatches. Well done to Captain is she captain
0: still yes captain cat matthews captain cat matthews if not we've just demoted her but yeah
1: sorry cat anyway (laughs) cat was doing fantastically well in her chosen sport of the Ironman triathlon distance uh, and she won in Swansea again which is Seven, her title
0: 70.3 wasn't it the the, the 70.3 Ironman I don't I think don't. she's that old <laughs> I love to age people on this but um yeah Kat Matthews gets a mention most weeks but um she is taking the Ironman world by storm and I guess the next thing up is Collins Cup, which was defending that from last year.
1: Is that Europe versus the America. US of A? Yeah.
0: This is Sport. Thank you for listening. I'm Cath Brazier and I'm here with Julian Evans. Now, the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham have come to a close and without doubt every home nation athlete has credited the crowd support as being a large part of their success. That also rings true for our forces' competitors representing their countries this summer, including medal winners Luke Pollard and Dave Ellis in Paratriathlon for England and Scotland's para-powerlifter Mickey Yule. First, let's hear from the visually impaired Paratriathlon Commonwealth Games Champions, Dave Ellis and his R.E.F. guide, Luke Pollard.
5: Uh, Dave and Luke, first of all, a thousand congratulations on a magnificent performance today. Uh, Dave, you know, you not only did you win, you actually smashed it today. Yeah, we had a pretty good race, uh,
6: went pretty deep on the bike. Luke put it all in, definitely. Uh, and yeah, we. Uh, I don't think we expected it to be quite like that, but nice for it to be a, a good win in the end.
5: I mean, interesting conditions here. It started off obviously quite damp and wet, and it's turned into a very hot day. But uh, you, you made it mince me to this course, really. Yeah, um, I think that's probably down to the crowd helping just
3: absolutely bellowing in the ears. And it's just unreal just to try like going on the
5: bike and you could just keep going deep and deeper and deeper into the hurt locker I guess but without it actually hurting. You know all around obviously you were surrounded by supporters and, and the noise must have been terrific.
3: Yeah it was, it was unreal it's just like deafening but it was just you kept you could just keep going and going and going and yeah just going around the course and it was,
5: it was just amazing. Lost words. I mean what does this mean obviously you know a year ago you, you suffered that huge disappointment in, in Tokyo does this winning here on home soil day does this sort of make up for it in many ways. It does, definitely. Uh, it's
6: like going from the worst moment of your life to the best, and uh, yeah, this really makes up for it. It's just uh, so special. On home soil to win a major medal, win
5: a, win a gold as well, it's just unbelievable. But the margin of victory, you know, four minutes ahead of, uh, is, is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was that big, to be
6: fair. Um, yeah, we had a pretty good race then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've been training hard for this for like, well for years but uh, yeah that was uh, we put a good performance together there between us.
3: Yeah like I think you know it's, it's not just about getting around we wanted just to give it everything and I think we did leave every last drop out there and then uh, yeah just to showcase the, what the power triathlon is and like how big it can be.
5: When we spoke before, I mean, we, we talked about how much of a, a team game this is for, for both of you and, and how successful it's been. But, look, you know, from the RAF point of view, and here you are representing England and winning a, an Olympic gold medal, but also with your RAF hat on as well.
3: Yeah, representing England is like one of the proudest moments of my life. And then also the added bonus of representing not only the RAF, but the whole armed forces. I like, like the support I've been given over my whole career, really, it's just been unbelievable. And I'm really glad we were able to get the result to, you know, give back to showcase the
6: support. We wouldn't be done. here, wouldn't we? If we're you LUR exactly, let you give you another year to do this. And yeah, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, Un- unreal.
5: And I have to say, Dave, you know, um, watching the pictures on the, you know, uh, uh, as you were going around, you had a smile on your face from, from start to finish.
6: Oh, yeah, it was just that, I, I think I said it before, it does give you that little smile and that actually just lifts me up and wants me to keep pushing on and working hard but yeah,
5: the, the crowd is so good it just, I couldn't help it but smile. Well I know it's going to be a, a great celebration for you both later and loads more to come I'm sure from uh, Dave Ellis and Luke Pollard.
3: Yeah, 100%. Celebrate with uh, another race next week so, <laughs> but yeah, definitely some good celebrations tonight.
5: Above all the forces, congratulations, and Dave, a brilliant success for you today. Well done, both of you. Thank you, yes,
3: thank you so much. Cheers.
0: John Knighton there speaking to Luke Pollard and Dave Ellis after their gold medal winning efforts. Now, Carl Dixon was also at the Games for us and he caught up with Mickey Yule after the Scotsman won bronze in the heavyweight para-powerlifting. A former Royal Engineer, Mickey lost both his legs following an IED explosion in Afghanistan in 2010. This is his third Commonwealth Games after he finished an agonising fourth in both Glasgow and on the Gold Coast
7: i'm going to start mickey by saying something i'm sure you'll never get get tired of hearing mickey you you are a commonwealth games medal winner how does that feel
2: that that sounds amazing and i've waited eight years for this do you know i used to say that i had more sleepless nights about coming forth in glasgow than i did about getting blown up and that people laugh off i'm not even joking i i I would sit up at night worrying why i didn't get and overthinking that and i wouldn't even look down at my legs so Nobody needs to tell me about the highs and lows of the sport because I've felt them and I've felt them in front of home crowds and I wasn't going to feel it tonight and I made sure I brought that intensity.
7: What were the nerves like going into it because as you said, two disappointments beforehand in Commonwealth Games and this was about the final one getting it right?
2: Well there was nerves, I felt the nerves, I feel the nerves because of my whole family coming and my daughter in the crowd. So. Nobody can ever compete and say they don't have nerves, but you need to bottle that up. You need to put that bottle and use it for you. And I just I put it in a different place tonight, and I say the minute I walk out from first lift, the first step, you make sure that crowd and everybody in this place knows what you're here to do. I've done it. Shouting at the crowd. I'm shouting probably more at myself when I do that to make sure, come on, Mickey, lad, don't you, don't you mess this up. Stay on it. Stay tough. Show them. So, yeah.
7: Now, we know at BFS, you've had success before Invictus and obviously last year, but after, like you say, 2014, 2018, how does this one compare to
2: those? This is tops everything. I won a bronze medal at the Paragon in front of about 60 people and it was about four in the morning and it wasn't even a live stream. I was having somebody to text people to tell them I had won a bronze medal. And straight after that, I knew this was coming. I knew knew this event was coming. I knew I'd bring a massive crowd down. I know a lot of the English guys would be supporting me. I've got a lot of my military friends obviously along here. I wasn't going to let anybody down. I wasn't going to let myself down today. I wasn't going to let her down. I was on it. I've been on it all week. Sometimes a wee bit emotionally draining to stay on that level. But even my coach was like, he he just knew. I wasn't messing around with anything. I was just pinging everything. I I was really smashing those weights up. And then uh, and I, I kind of knew that if I performed tonight, then I would do myself justice.
7: Well, you've certainly done yourself justice. I'm glad you mentioned uh, the other armed forces personnel involved, obviously lots of people involved, particularly in the powerlifting. Yeah. How unique is that? You've won a medal tonight, but you've had those right next to you as you've done it.
2: Yeah, know, and I could see the boys and I could see the loaders and I, you know, and I could feel that support. It just brings a different dimension to it. So, I mean, my career in the army stopped not on my terms. I would go back in the army tomorrow. I would go back to the Afghan tomorrow. Disney concerned me. I wasn't going to let those boys down cheering me. I could feel it and I, and I made sure I, I, I bottled it up and I threw it straight through that bar when I was lifting. Well,
7: what's next? Because obviously Commonwealth Games, this is your final one. I'm sure Invictus you will be heavily involved with again, I'm sure, but what's next?
2: Nothing's next. I'm having a rest and I'm having a beer tonight the night because I am knackered, she says no. But uh, do you know what? It's been a bit of an emotional rollercoaster. I was a flag bearer, and you have to take that responsibility on with the with the honour it is, and uh, and I felt that, and then I come down a little bit, and then I made sure I was coming up again for this. So I need a rest. I am knackered, both mentally and physically.
7: And if we could just take a moment, what's your name? Tilly. Tilly. How? I mean, I don't know if you'd be able to put into words because I'm not sure I could, but how proud are you? How proud are you? What was it like watching him finally get that medal?
8: Well, it was really happy because I haven't been to a show for a long time. i only been there since I was a baby and I felt really happy with
0: my dad. Well, I hope Mickey got his drink, even though Tilly didn't sound too keen on the idea. But
1: Well, I don't think Kyle was, was dipping <laughs> into his pocket.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. Come on. Well, he can't afford to at the moment, I'm sure. But um, a very proud daughter there. And, and rightly so. Mickey Yule is not a man who gives up and he's got the medal he so desperately wanted and hopefully got that devil off his back. And whilst we're talking about Mickey Jules I don't know if you saw, of course, you've got JJ Chalmers, who's ex-Royal Marine, part of the, um, uh, the sort of BBC... Commentary team and presenting team at the Commonwealth Games. And both him and Mickey talked about how Birmingham is special to them because the Oak Hospital, and that's where they first came when they were back in the UK after being injured. But now Birmingham to them is the Commonwealth Games, and how important that sort of transition is. And JJ got quite emotional when he paid tribute to Mickey after that. Bronze. He's always getting emotional, <laughs> <isn't>
1: always... <laughs> fellow countrymen.
0: Yes, that's true. Yes, of he course. Does get but
1: Mickey um, alluded to there some of the loaders and some of the mm. people that were there—a military, and of course Chris Williams, yeah. who used to be the S and C coach for the Army rugby side. He was there as well. So Chris was served in the army for 29 years. So fantastic that Chris was there with his little team of, of military loaders and and you know, officials helping mickey there you know just just in the background come on mickey you've got this you've got this and wonderful to see
0: it really was and i think um you know there's a lot of unsung heroes when it comes to games like the commonwealth games the olympics the paralympics and those people who are basically volunteering their time um but get to see some incredible sport it's probably yeah close and personal so well done to all the it's been brilliant i've really enjoyed it and i was away from most of the commonwealth games so i need i need to watch a lot more and um Back, I think. Rewatch. Um, I fell asleep. Don't
1: don't watch the women's four by four hundred relay. Oh no! No, no well, don't I, watch that. I watched that some more. Oh, you did watch that. I was saying, some watch of the it.
0: netball, which made me feel down as well. But I'll maybe watch the hockey. I think that'll help. And on that, England men have um, just won the bronze. They they beat South Africa six three. Um, of course, following up the England women's gold medal from Sunday.
1: But what about our other forces athletes? Yes, well,
0: there? There, there were forces medal winners. But of course, let's not forget the actions of the army judoka duo of Sarah Hawkes and Victor Ajovia, plus Meg Reed, who is competing in the boxing. Let's hear from them now, starting with Sarah, who narrowly missed out on a bronze medal.
8: It was a really close fight. Um, it is quite difficult because she's obviously my training partner as well at the club I train at. Um, so we both knew each other quite well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as, as nice as it would have been to get a medal, I'm just really pleased to be able to represent the army at this level and get to a medal contest at the Commonwealth Games and, and hopefully do as proud. It's a mixture of emotions whenever you step out there because there's obviously the feeling of pressure because the environment you're in, you know, the lights, the music, just one map being watched, you know, in the crowd. But it's also nice whenever you have the whole crowd cheering you on and everything as well. So it's a, a real bag of emotions going out there,
0: really. Now Victor Havier was competing for Ghana in the under 100 kilo class, but the fusilier was beaten by England's Harry Lovell Hewitt.
9: When I saw the draw, I knew we have a big match coming up because obviously it's Team England and Team Ghana, but then we have the same coaches. It's very difficult to me to understand how the other coach is going to work on my difficulties and let him know how good he can dominate us. And that is what happened when you have a good coach and you train with the same coach in England, they know more about you, so it's much easier for them to do the master planning and that is what happened.
5: You started well, but he got on top pretty quickly, didn't he? And, and that 20 seconds uh, for the Ipon again, it was, it was so difficult for you to escape his, gra- his
9: grasp. Yeah, I, I, I had a plan with him during the up, and then yesterday, but then when I went on top of him, I knew there was no point of me doing the was with him there. So I kind of stand up and start again but then his coach is really brilliant, find out what to do and then they capitalise on it. I always say it, be happy, enjoy whatever you do, being part of the Commonwealth Games, as I said, we have so many talented people that can join the military and have a future and have a life. Being here, that is my message to them. It's not about just winning or losing. Of course, I wish him all the best and I believe he can go all the way to the final and that is what I'm looking forward to seeing him on the podium as well.
0: And Harry Lovell-Hewitt did indeed go onto the podium, meeting his Australian opponent just 20 seconds from time to claim the bronze medal. But finally, the Army's Meg Reid was beaten in her boxing lightweight round of 16 bout. Boxing for Scotland, the corporal lost on a judge's unanimous points decision to England's Gemma Richardson.
8: Like I said, devastated with the the outcome, but can't complain. thought the first round was uh, closer than what was on the scorecards. But yeah, try to bring it back after when you're down the first round, going into the second round, it uh, difficult. But yeah, overall, I'm happy with my performance, so.
7: Is that sort of the British Army way? You would set back in the first round, and you've got to try and find a way back?
8: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Always fighting back, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, can't just take it, take it lying down, down the first, so yeah, that's what it is.
7: You are no stranger to the big stage, I know, like World Championships and stuff like that, but Commonwealth Games. What, what, what have you made of the whole thing?
8: I loved it. I loved it. Even though, you know, she's a home boxer, so most of the crowd was for England, but uh, I absolutely loved it. Thrived off it. It was great.
7: Now, while you couldn't get the medal you were looking for, there are other forces, athletes competing this week. Any message for them?
8: Uh, yeah, good luck. And give it your all. You know, um, just be proud of that you've achieved to come to the Games in the first place.
0: Well, I mean, congratulations to everyone who competed. Everyone, especially all of him, them. Everyone, yes. I'm, I'm just doing a generic well done. It's been an amazing event, but it is so nice to have Forces representation at the Games. Four Let's years' wait, time,
1: a uh, chance for, if you're a Forces athlete, beavering away at your chosen sport that is part of the Commonwealth setup, uh, You've got our backing. That's all you need. <laughs>
0: and as well, I mean, I know we talked about the relevance of the Commonwealth Games um, and whether it's a, a smaller sister to the Olympic and, and Paralympics, but it does make you think that Paris is in two years' time. Athletes want to be there. Look yeah. At, look
1: at Adam Peaty. You yeah. Know. Disappointment for him, previous campaigns. his focus is on, yes, and, on and the he, Olympics. And he came back here, didn't do so well in his opening event mm. and uh, made out that he didn't want to be there. <laughs> He wanted to be there.
0: <laughs> and they want to win those medals. But I just want to touch on... Um, there have been a couple of stories in the last fortnight or so. Olympic, Paralympic funding... Um, great news for our bobsleigh athletes mm. who've been given a boost they've suddenly you know been given money by uk sport again but sadly the paranordic funding has been taken away and of course we've got the likes of scott mina and steve arnold who are involved in that and they've i mean i really think they've brought it on they've you know scott was getting is top because, ten because is that because
1: those athletes are, are at the end of their competitive shelf life or what was the reason for the withdrawal of or the the it- Slashing of the funding. The slashing
0: of funding tends to be about how you're how you're how you're competing in on the national scale, and, and I think bobsleigh. They felt that you know really during last year's World Cup season they were finishing definitely top ten, if not top five. Um, I'm not speaking for UK sport, but um, paranoid. Yes, Scott Mina was sometimes coming in top ten. I just I feel like um, they they've taken it away too early. You're sort of like. They're just as they're as already reaching, improving. Yeah. They're getting, but it must be difficult in that role because obviously they're funding all different kinds of sports and a lot of them are amateur and, and don't have the the money that you know our Premier League footballers have and all the rest of it. But um, it yeah, it's just an interesting thing. It's sort of for, for us with forces involvement in both the bobsleigh and the paranordic It's um one hand is giving and the other is taking away. But um, just worth mentioning I mentioned. The Premier League, then it's back, it it's feels far too early. Well,
1: Scottish football's been back a bit longer, but yes, True. yeah, yeah. The Premier League is back, and everybody gets excited about that. Um, obviously, Manchester City back to winning ways. Will anybody catch them? It's early days, but it's unlikely, it's isn't it? So let's just give up now. Let's just go. <laughs> that's because Liverpool off. lost,
0: that's it. Southampton lost 4 1, so um, not a great start for us, but um, I mean, we haven't even talked about the Lionesses' jewels because I've been away. I mean, did you, I mean, obviously, you must have enjoyed that final yeah (laughs) it was great any any team
1: beating germany is brilliant
0: i know absolutely brilliant um and do you think it's going to make a massive difference in women the thing is
1: for you and i because we watch forces sport all the time women
0: uh,
4: doing well at football is is something that we that that we Mm. see
1: so we're we're sort of in a little bubble where everybody cracks on and and participates um let's hope so let's hope so for the national game let's hope so for the all the home nations um, there's it, a chance for them to to suddenly, you know, start pushing for for championship success and. And now England have risen to fourth in the national in, in, international rankings mm-hmm. uh, with the World Cup looming in a few years' time. So we'll have to wait and see.
0: Excellent news. Well, look, we've run out of time this week on Forces Sport. Please do email us at forcesport at bfbs.com with any suggestions on future guests, any events you think we should know about. We are here to discuss. We are, of course, open to all kinds of feedback. Um, we just want to know what's going on and how we can cover it best for you guys listening don't forget you can listen again to the weekly forces sport program at bfbs.com/podcasts or on apple spotify or wherever it is you get your podcast. Just search for Forces Sport. The whole back catalogue, as Jules mentioned, is on there. Plus, you can also view the full interviews on the BFBS Sports Show YouTube channel. Forces.net is the place to go for the latest results and action and do keep an eye on our social channels, BFBS Sport and Forces News across Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Jules, have a great week. I I know that we won't see you for another couple of weeks. We are playing out another special next week. Jules is off on holiday. We hope so. Well, no, I hope you do come back yes oh yeah I will come back (laughs) but the special bit yeah the special will happen of course it will Um, goodbye from me and Jules for another week thank you for listening and we hope to see you
9: out in the forces sporting world wherever that is this week